This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time to drop the puck. Time for the Nightcap. Your home for news and insider info on your Vegas Golden Knights and the NHL. Let's hear from the goalie. Here's Lindsey Brown. Welcome to a special edition of the Nightcap. My name is Lindsay Brown, your host, always and forever. And a lot is going on in the world of the Vegas Gold Knights, the NHL, but especially in the good old gold jersey land here. And to help me break everything down that's transpired in the last 24 hours and hopefully not for the next few minutes is my trusty co-host on the Playmakers, Paul Eihander. Paul, how are you today, my friend? Lindsay, fantastic. Uh, my head is still spinning after all the movement uh, that the Vegas Golden Knights pulled off in the matter of a 72-hour period. Yeah, a, a lot of checks are being signed, a lot of uh, dotted I's, a lot of cross T's. But what we do know at this current point in time is that we went fishing for the biggest free agent on the market. And guess what? We have reeled him in. Alex Petrangelo is signing long-term with your Vegas Golden Knights. He's going to be signing for how many years, Paul? Seven. How many doll hairs? 61.6 million. So that means about every year that average annual value is going to be $8.8 million. And the Golden Knights weren't working with a ton of cap space, and he was the biggest fish, and they decided to pay the biggest fish like he is the biggest fish. So they had to clear up some cap space. So what they needed to do after it was announced that Petrangelo was going to sign here is move out one of the most beloved players in this franchise's history. And, and especially me being from Minnesota, him being from Minnesota, it's, it's, it's an unfortunate trade, but one that needed to be made to you know enable the move to bring in Alex Petrangelo. Nate Schmidt is going to be headed to the Vancouver Canucks, our Pacific Division rival, Paul, little nervy. Uh, but he's going to be headed up there uh, in exchange for a third-round pick in 2022. And I think we all knew, Paul, that a move was going to have to be made to clear up that cap space and so for so many weeks Mark Andre Fleury has been that name attached at least the the easiest kind of piece to move and that was also announced that guess what the tandem goalie that we tandem goalies that we saw at the end of the playoffs last year that's going to be the thing going forward and at least until we know otherwise they're going to be going running with Robin Leonard running with Mark Andre Fleury and so something had to give 
And I just don't know if we all expected that it was going to be Nate Schmidt. What did you feel like once you heard that news come down? Well, as soon as I saw Petrangelo signing, I was like, all right, we we had to clear money. We all knew what the math looked like. And it was like, okay, well, they've got a deal in place. And the, the shuffling thought was, okay, Marc-Andre, this deal's going to get done. They found somebody. But as you started looking at the goalie market and seeing who was getting signed, mm-hmm. the options for Flurry became a lot more limited. And so you had to start looking at, at pieces that made sense. And essentially what the Golden Knights did... They grabbed themselves a 1A in exchange for a 1B. Now, for Vancouver, what a steal. What a steal I mean, value-wise. And they needed they needed some help, especially on their defensive core, because a lot of their depth has gone away in free agency this year, in the last can, few days. Canucks front office looking like geniuses. By just waiting everything out, they get to pick up a guy who doesn't need a lot of training, who brings a ton of energy into that building. Mm-hmm. And now, really, if you look at the Canucks lineup, it will now be the longest tenured guy on that team if they manage to keep him around after the expansion draft next year. Yeah, it, it, it's. I'm glad that Nate is going to that team because I think he's really going to flourish there, especially with the north to south type of game that they play. And you know, we really saw how that neutral zone, how quickly they can move through with the Brock Besser, with the Elias Pettersson. Like, there's very few defensemen better in this league than Nate Schmidt at that first pass as a defenseman in that breakout. And so, I think he's going to flourish there. I think everybody wishes him well uh, going up north of the border uh, to Vancouver, even though it's a division rival. And to be honest, Paul. I don't hate the fact that we're going to have to watch his revenge tour, you know, for the next few years because they're going to see him quite often. You know, he gets he has a friend in Braden Holtby, so yes. he's got familiarity. It's like Petrangelo coming here. It's a, when mm-hmm. Alex comes here, he's got you know buddies that he's known from from his playing days and other stops, especially in St. Louis and whatnot with Reeves. And you know, he's mentioned that as he was introduced to the media and talked about coming here with family and things like that. So the transition period for both these guys again. I mean, I know we're talking about the Knights, but you know, for for Schmitty to see him go and you know, the, it's tough, you know, for fans because. He's he part was, of the Misfits. He was kind of the, he was, not kind of, he was like the fan favorite. He was mm-hmm. the guy that punched air and was mm-hmm. the guy that you could actually see kind of hanging out with. That guy, for all the times that, that I saw him in the locker room this year, and, and unfortunately, you know, we got taken out of that once Rona came down and they went up to Edmonton, like, always had a smile on his face, always w- more than willing but eager to talk to members of the media about whatever. Like, it, does, it does, didn't just matter about hockey. He was willing to kind of... Uh, shoot the bird and, and hang out and it was just an all-around good guy and that's why I called him like he's the golden retriever of the Vegas Golden Knights because he's just so happy to see everyone to be here and to be living this life and you could tell in his press conference that just got uh, wrapped up a few minutes ago how I don't want to say hurt he was but it's just it's it's the reality of the business and and he was one of the one of the original golden misfits he as we've highlighted he means so much to the city and you know you put down roots here he signed a really long-term deal and honestly, if if they move Mark Andre Fleury before the free agency window opens, or when it was like at the peak uh, market for him right before that draft, Nate Schmidt is still on this team. But as you said, Paul, the diluted market, the fact that you've already seen so many goalies uh, exchange spots, and then Kelly McCrimmon yesterday in his press availability that he revealed basically all of this, um, said that the market has basically turned into a gridlock on Friday that was when a lot of the movers and shakers were to go but because of the flat cap because a lot of teams that are making their own internal cap saying we're not going to spend past this point because we're not sure about the financial waters like once you get a certain amount of teams or at least it's the right teams like yeah there is no movement that you can make and so I think they said well we keep flurry here we're going to pay you know 12 percent of our cap towards the goaltending position which isn't exactly ideal 
but they don't want to sell or sell, I shouldn't say sell. They don't want to move Marc Andre Fleury for peanuts, especially with how much he means to this franchise. And you know, we talked a lot about Marc Andre Fleury about possibly being on the move, and I'm happy to hear that he's still going to be on this team. And I think it's the best goaltending tandem in the NHL. But as as we said, it was going to be Fleury was going to be the easiest path of resistance that was going to recapture you know a certain amount of money to allocate those resources elsewhere. But something had to give, and you made your team better with the addition of Alex Petrangelo. Yeah, you had a, a ton of a, a ton of options for the Vegas Golden Knights, and you know to be able to you know look back at it now, and as they outlined the timeline, saying that you know Alex was the guy that they had targeted the entire time, and you were wondering how things were going to get made up, clearing Paul Stasny from the roster. For you know, sure. clearly was one of those moves that we all thought was going in a in a different direction, but you know the names had been thrown out there, and unfortunately it comes at you know the expense of you know guys like Derek England who is right. no longer with this team anymore and you know the, you see the change that is happening and we've talked you know a lot Linz, about how locker rooms can be kind of fragile environments when you start oh, yeah. disrupting the chemistry start disrupting the space that is normally next to you that is you know committed and uh, you know by by a guy that you've gone to war with for years and now there's somebody new sitting in that space i wonder how the knights and again they're professionals petrangelo comes with a great resume i understand that he's going to wear the number seven for the knights yep. he comes with a fantastic resume but i wonder how this is going to just fit into the overall just kind of how the Knights come together in year four. Yeah, I mean, they're really going to have to smooth things over with this locker room, I feel like, because a lot of feathers have been ruffled. You know, it's not just about the conversation surrounding Mark andre Fleury or or the the movement, as you said, Derek Englund hasn't, hasn't been re-signed, John Merrill, Paul Stasny, and then now the movement with Nate Schmidt. You know, there are business decisions that need to be made, but I know that some of those guys were not happy that their names were, you know, being considered in trade talks. But that's part of the business. But you're absolutely correct in terms of locker room dynamic, especially leadership, because hockey's so much about, well, we understand what you did there, but you haven't done it here and in this locker room. And so until Alex proves himself this team, and trust me, he's going to because he is the blue chip, you know, piece that was available on this market and usually would never make it to market. You, in, in most years, he resigns with St. Louis. But the GM there was not willing to give him a no-movement clause. We were. And so that's the big difference. And when you're signing for that dollar amount, there there comes with a certain amount of expectation. But as I said, I think there's going to be no problem in terms of him gelling with the locker room. I think it's more of, of a management needs to smooth over things with the guys that have been here and just kind of reiterate to everyone, guys, we're trying to make this team better. And we're really glad that you're here. But sometimes your name is going to be coming up in conversation. Sometimes that might be the deal, but it's nothing personal. They're just trying to do their jobs and and make this team better in every opportunity that they can in order to give them the best chance to win. That's why it's not a fun you know, decision for Pete DeBoer to make in, in the playoff bubble to go you know, 80% with Robin Leonard and 20 with Marc-Andre Fleury. And I'm being very nice with that 20% right now. But that's just the way that things unfolded. And so... It's the tough part as a player, as a fan, uh, as 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 a, as a player in that locker room. But I always remembered when freshmen came in every year. You know, you had your team building thing that you would go through. They'll do the same thing for for this team. They'll go up to Montana. They'll bring everybody up there. I'm sure they'll shoot a whole new pregame video. But there is absolutely some choppy waters. But at least they have a couple of months to let this diffuse. And because we don't really know when the league's going to start up again. It's rumored to be January first, but we don't really know yet technically. 
how much do you want to stir the pot at this point? Because I see, and Alex said all the right things to the media today, and he took questions from us locals and the national and the national media and whatnot. And as he talked about it, he talked about he talked about talking and mentoring some of the youth. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I, I I appreciate that as a guy who's coming in because this does the, this team does have some youth on it. But to be honest, I just want him to come in and kick ass. I mean, if you want to mentor the youth, that's fine. Yeah. But I mean, this is where you're going to earn it because we look at the at the Knights window right now, and it was three years, and it was like kind of next year where you were going to see a lot of the shakeups being sure. made if it did if they didn't splash into the free agent market. Which kudos to the Golden Knights in terms of the front office. They are they are fearless when it comes to you know going after your chum in the water. Yeah. And making sure that they're getting the shark as opposed to the minnows, but. That window is so small still, and you know the fickle finger of fate when it comes to just kind of how the bubble went, too. Yeah. We saw the Dallas Stars kind of emerge out of nowhere, and a really hot team in the Canucks, which kind of seems like they're going to be a middling team for a bit. Right. uh, All props to Nate Schmidt if he can lift them up, but I kind of go, just come in here and do the job that we want you to do. I don't need you to mentor anybody the first year. I just want you to come in and score as many points as you did last year and sure. be that kind of contributor. Well, there's active mentorship, which really mostly takes place away from the rink. And then you're talking about the on-the-ice mentorship. And we're not just talking about, you know, the young guys. Like, Jay Theodore is still a young guy, but he's a veteran on this team. And there are a lot of veterans on this team that are younger. But the reason why you sign Alex Bertrangelo, the reason why he is such a big-time get for this team and why you're paying him the amount of money that you are is because it's not just about making the young guys better. He is one of those players that can make every single person on the ice around him better because guess what? You don't have to worry about him. He's going to make the right defensive decisions. He's right-handed, so he's already the one of two guys that is uh, on on our defensive roster that is right-handed. That is something that is sorely missed, especially in breakouts, especially against physical teams like the Dallas Stars that we saw in the playoffs. You know, If they can figure out, well, if everybody else is left-handed, we're always going to go at this guy really hard because he's on his offhand. He's at a physical disadvantage. And so he's going to have to start making different decisions. You can't, you know, wheel the puck and skate it all the way down yourself. You can't go up the wall and pass it and hope to break it out that way. You either have to run a reverse or you have to go D to D. And if you're already uh, eliminating two of those options, you know, then it's a 50-50, you know, choose if the players are playing well. So that's going to take a ton of pressure off of the the breakout itself. And then players like Shea Theodore, if I'm him, I'm like, yes, my God, this is the greatest move ever. Because even if they're on the ice, which they will be at some point, if it's on the power play or otherwise, I would split them up because it's just too much power for one defensive pair, in my opinion, Paul. But we saw what happened to Shea Theodore in the playoff bubble of how much was expected of him offensively and how much his defensive side of his – because he's a defender. How yeah, he pressed. He, he was pressing. He was gassed. He was completely out of energy. So when you, it's just something had to give. And so by adding Alex, you take so much pressure away from Shea offensively and give somebody uh, and give that the entire team a, a very calming presence on the defensive side in terms of Alex. Because Alex is going to be able to score goals, but he's not necessarily your go-to option. And so that's what we kind of need. We need a guy that can defer, but if that opportunity is there, you know, we'll take that shot and go because we've seen how teams can shut down the Golden Knights. We can take away Mark Stone. We can take away the Max Pacioretty's favorite option on the power play. 
But if there's Alex Petrangelo there, it's kind of like Henry Ruggs and the in the Raiders, to be honest, because the threat is always there. So you have to respect that. And that opens things up for the guys around you. So we slid out a veteran in losing Paul Stasny to, to Winnipeg in that deal. And we've re-signed Chandler Stevenson, who's going to slide in nicely. Is Glass ready for primetime? Or does the signing of Alex, just in your opinion, does the mm-hmm. signing of Alex kind of signal to maybe some other veteran center out there going, you know what, I might sign for a little bit less if there's a shot at the cup here because the Knights do have kind of a need there unless we're ready to slide you know some of the third line and fourth line guys right. into some bigger responsibility I mean yes and no I, I think Cody Glass or is ready to play at this level I think he you know he was playing relatively well until he got hurt and then he tried to come back and then got hurt again right. and so that's such a hard confidence piece especially with your first full year with the club but we saw how how well he clicked with Mark Stone, especially when when Cody Glass was utilized below the goal line as like an as a as a give and go option on the power play in the offensive zone, like he has excellent vision and can skate, and so he he's absolutely going to be in that conversation. So is Peyton Krebs, who I I believe still lives at Mark Stone's house. That's it's not an abnormal practice in most NHL well, organizations. Stoner probably has to buy him beer because right. Krabs is still like 20 right, right? No, right. never. Don't even say it. They're, they're, they're elite athletes. Well, we follow the, the letters of the law. <laughs> it's October. Right, exactly. But um, it's it's a big ask for these young guys. And that's what Kelly McCrimmon said in his, in his availability yesterday. Because that decision to go with Mark Andre and Robin Leonard as the tandem and dedicating 12% of the cap towards the goaltending position means that you have to rely on entry-level contract guys. You have to rely on those young guys that aren't making a ton of money. And this is just new waters for this organization because we haven't been in this for that long. And it's not like they had rookie players on that first that first ever year, which is still within our, our college eligibility window right now. You know, it's only a couple seasons ago. So it's... You're shifting the way that you make up this team, the structure of it. You're you're hoping that you keep the same type of tempo, a same type of you know structure in terms of systems, and and having that tenacity and that physicality. You're just hoping that this player is just a little bit better. So if he's a little bit better here, then that's going to enable you know this player to be a little bit better here at what he does and taking away pressure from guys that are not allocating their energy or resources as as efficiently as they possibly could on the ice. The best thing, I think, for the Knights is they understand the impact player, un- unlike the rest of the league and free agency, at least so far, everyone felt their impact player was going to be in goal. Yeah. You know, for, for the Knights, it felt like, yeah, we need to upgrade our defense. And you're talking about upgrading from really 1B to 1A. Right. And it's the onest of A's. It is the onest of A's, but it just... The the deal itself is a little is a little irky to me, and it's more about the no movement clause. But you know what? It's about the next three years. It's about this year first before we get to the next three. But they are full blown expecting to win the Stanley Cup this year. They said, Kermit said in his availability yesterday, we fell short of our goal this year, and we made it to the Western Conference. It was still better than twenty seven teams. It's not enough. And so, if they're able to win a cup in the next two to three years, doesn't matter anymore. But the, there's absolutely so much pressure on everybody on this roster at this point because you're here for a reason. Sure, there is the definition of success changed immediately yes. when that deal went down. Yes. And 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 it really changed when Mark Stone was brought in and that was kind of that next level that we're going to be we are willing to invest at the top level talent able to ship out resources and not remember cuz he was a trade. He had to re-sign here after the fact. Right, so it was wasn't just that that was a, there was two full two layers to that. But this is this is a similar level of commitment to a similar level type of player in terms of just does everything so so well and and you don't have to worry about him and that just that takes so much pressure off the coaching staff as well as they're trying to bring up these young guys and and added responsibility it just 
you got to take the pressure off somewhere, right? See, I don't have a problem with the no movement thing, though, to be honest. I really, really I really don't because it does show commitment to a player who everyone believes is an elite kind of is an elite guy who is still performing. And you look at all the metrics and things that are happening and his peak will come at the right time for this team. You're, you're signing him to make sure that, you know what, he's going to stay a golden knight for the rest of his career. He's going to have two homes for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. St. Louis, St. Louis in the summer and Las Vegas in the winter. Yep. And the most important thing is where he's playing in the winter. Let's, let's be honest. And so I, I don't have an issue with that because it also links him to Stone at the same time where you're going to have these two marquee players. And you look at the contract, and when you talk about just this big money, big money, big money, yeah, an 8-8 eight, eight, you know, eight, eight is a lot it's of It's a number. lot of money that's in a, any market, especially a, this year. It's a big number to carry. There's no doubt about it, but they found a way to make it work. And, and McCrimmon says they're still, you know, they still got to work on getting cap compliant or whatever it right. is. And, you know, however, by, by hook or by crook, however they make the math happen, all good for them. But when you look at that number, I look at other contracts and some serious bloat from other teams who have been saddled with 10, 11, 12 million with guys that are way on the tail end of their careers. Like and Brent I'm not, Seabrook in, in Chicago? Correct. I'm not, looking at, I'm not looking at guys that you know still aren't cutting it, but they aren't cutting it the way they were three or four years ago when they originally signed those deals. Sure. I actually don't think 8-8 is unreasonable for Alex. And that's the thing with Alex is that because he has offensive upside, but the way that he plays the game, even as his offensive you know uh, contributions should they diminish as he goes through the contract. He is that smart and has the hockey vision, and hopefully, knock on wood, he's able to stay healthy so he can have the footwork necessary that even if he's not, you know, producing on that level of the ice, that he can still shut things down and be, you know, the non-worry part of this roster, at least on the defensive side. And you talk about the non-worry, too. And yes, there have been some mistakes with names being thrown out there in terms of trade talks and kind of how communication's been working, and I'm sure there are agents that are fuming still right now. The communication's really boggy for all of us right yeah, now. Yeah, it's a little strange, but I think what this also says to a guy like Robin Leonard, who just signed for five years, and Mark Andre, who's still going to be with this team next year, at sure. least for one more year, uh, and he's got a two-year, he's still two years more under contract. It tells them, listen, we're trying to commit to guys in front of you as well. Correct. Like we're not saying that Nate Schmidt was a terrible player. We're just saying Alex will take us to that next spot. Yeah. And we believe in them like we believe in you. Right. You're a great player. And we expect great things from you, but also we're going to bring you some help. So it doesn't have to be all of you. And and that says something about the organization. That says something about making this more of a destination, although I don't think it could be more popular. I think Petrangelo led his like presser off of saying, yeah, I think this is pretty much the, the best place in the NHL to play in right now. And I think you could probably, a lot of people would say the same. And so it's 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 going to be a very interesting facelift. It's a very interesting move to see what it looks like on paper now, which isn't exactly rosy, but if it translates to the ice and just say, even if everybody's 5% better, Paul, because he's on this roster, could you imagine what this team looks like? And if they get into a situation like they did this past season, at least in the postseason bubble where they're not finding scoring, maybe that 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 difference in voice in the locker room, you know, a, a, a captain of a recently Stanley Cup winning team, one that had to win through overtimes, one that doesn't necessarily score all the goals, plays a more defensively responsible game, like maybe that's the difference. And maybe that's the reason why you're you're paying top dollar in a really uncertain market because you're willing to pay the premium player the premium price if he can give you that extra little bump that we're all looking for for this team. Well, cost aside, and you talk about leadership, and maybe that's why there was that comfortability in going, hey, this is why they circled Petrangelo on the top of their on the top of their you know dry erase board and said, this is the fish we're going after, this mm-hmm. is the shark, and we want him. Maybe that's and and again setting aside some of the salary considerations that had to be that have to be taken you know into account for this. 
it makes them a little it makes it a little bit easier to separate from Astasny, who clearly had a lot of time in this league, who clearly was one of the one of the straws. Especially you know, as a center. Right, a, as a, a defensively center, responsible correct. center. Correct. And knowing that you still have a guy like Alec Martinez on your team on defense who you know can, you know, help captain and smooth out some of that flow. I think one of the concerns I do have is that it does go. It, it we're really top heavy when it comes to leadership, mm-hmm. but we're missing a little bit more of that middle ground. I think that a lot of teams are used to, and we drop to youth or guys with just a year or two of experience, for sure. especially offensively. Yeah, well, Alex Tuck needs to be a bigger portion of this team next year outside of the playoffs. And last year, the regular season, lots of injuries. When that happens, and we know what what a what a confident Alex Tuck looks like when he's skating out there versus a not very confident Alex Tuck. It is night and day. But he needs to step up, and he needs to do a better job of being a self-starter, not always having I have to have the right line mates for me to have my best game. Now you are that middling, as you said, that veteran. You're not the new guy. You're not the youngest guy on this team anymore because guess what? Cody Glass, Peyton Krebs, all those guys, White Cloud, they need that attention that usually Alex Tuck would get in terms of of the young guy who, who we're trying to bring along. He needs to step up. Uh, you you need to have more of a production piece probably from Will Carey. I know that last year was kind of a surprise, a surprise for most of us in terms of what uh, uh, the number of points that he had. But everybody needs to level up their game. And that was going to be true regardless because that's what you expect from yourself going into the offseason. But when you pool the resources in the way that you have, you're absolutely correct, Paul. They're very top-heavy right now. And so you have to be able to to trust that depth to – be on the ice to take care of the dirty work. But if we're all gassed and, and we're looking for at least some sort of, you know, shock of life that that fourth line provides so well for this team, like that's where they need, that's where they need to be. And they need to make, make sure that they're not minuses out there. Don't they always say goalies want to score? Maybe we could just take the pads off of Flurry or Leonard every once in a while and run them out their fourth line? Yeah, whatever. I mean, I don't know how those hip checks are going to go because usually as a former goaltender myself, we don't like to be touched. <laughs> You're like, no, no, no. I, I don't know how to how to do this in this space. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 an exciting time to be a Vegas Golden Knights fan, but it's also a very tough time because it's you're saying goodbye to a lot of memories, a lot of a lot of guys that you know mean a lot to the city and, and the inception of this franchise. But the franchise is leveling up too. We're not middle school anymore. We gotta we gotta take that next step, and maybe that next step is what enables us to hoist that cup above our head whenever that happens next. But regardless, we will be here with you guys every step of the way. Hopefully we have another emergency nightcap here in the next couple weeks as uh, we march towards the start of the season when that's announced. But anyways, thank you so much, Paul, for joining me today. And thank you guys all for joining uh, and listening to the nightcap as always. I'm Lindsay Brown, your host, and this is the nightcap on CBS Sports Radio 1140. The Nightcap Podcast with Lindsey Brown is produced from the Las Vegas-based studios of CBS Sports Radio 1140, a Radio.com sports station. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 